Butch Myths. I'm Anna Hines, or as you may know me, Paper Flaken. On this episode of Myth Butchers, we unfortunately will not be butching any myths. Today, instead, we will be talking about legends. Not legends on maps, but the legendary art of comics. No matter who you are, you probably think about comics from time to time, whether it's Batman, newspapers, or stand-up comedians. The type of comics we will be covering are not the latter two. Popularized in the 40s and remaining so until the 90s, everyone enjoys a good comic now and then. But few actually know the precise process and techniques that go into making the comics. Today we'll be covering these techniques and the perspectives involved, both of comic makers and the outsiders who make no comics. First of all, we'll be hearing from a writer, voice actor, screenplayer, visual novel enthusiast, wizard, and most importantly, avid Silver Age Marvel comic reader, John Red DeVere. John Red, take it away! Comics and people who read them. Comics are the meat of the soul, and I, the knife, as I read them daily. No normal human could survive. Comics or the hort of the soul. Very good, Johnward. I value the process, as it requires very little thought on the part of the writer. The comics of today are at least 20% better for raisins I cannot quite put my finger on. Oh, that's the worst when you're trying to eat raisins in this one race at the bottom of the box and you just can't get it because your finger is not shipped right? Uh, thank you for the input. That was very insightful. The Comics Code Authority is my least favorite thing about comics. Much like a shark, it bites and it doesn't feel very good. And what is the Comics Code Authority, John Reed? Keeps the writers in their place. It's not a good place, though. It's a pretty bad place. Much like my basement. People would rather leave as soon as possible. As a person in your basement right now for the interview, I concur. What challenges would you say the writers face following the Comics Code Authority from your judgment? My answer is yes! The Comics Code Authority. People who want to do weird things because they're not allowed, because it might scare the children and make them do bad things. Can you give an example of something odd the writers might want to include? Werewolves and the devil! Forbidden? They're actually more commonplace elements than you think, or at least how often they are squeezed into the stories. It's not a werewolf, it's a man-beast! And John, what impressions do you get about the people who make the comics? Writers? Artists? I think they're really cool. Yes, John? No one knows what's happening. But it's something interesting. They're all kind of insane, much like me. Okay then. About the comics process then. What do you know about it, or what do you think it is? For Silver Age Marvel, that is. Well, the writer says a few words and the artist figures the rest of it out! Really? Is that the entire writing process? No. Not close enough. What thought process do the writers go through for ideas? Do you know anything about this? Do I? It involves something akin to falling down the stairs. I know this because I've read the annuals. The yearly comics often detailing the process in a very realistic way. John Reed, how would you say writing comics is different than the type of writing you do? Well, it just is, man. Writing a Marvel comics takes a lot of words, whereas writing a me story does not. 60s Marvel comics tend to rely a lot on dialogue and exposition, rather than the graphics alone, so I hear. As if the reader was blind! John Reed, if you were the creators of Marvel, how would you write the comics? With a pencil and a sharpened brain. Would you continue the nonsense of coming up with the concept and having the artist do the work? I would continue the nonsense till the cows come home! Oh yeah, John Reed? I've heard it said that the writer says this is what happens to an artist, and the artist says, but how? And the writer says to figure it out. I would do the same. Sounds like a good plan. How long do you think it takes to write a comic, John Reed? Takes a bit. Takes about... Uh... Thank you, John Reed. And have comics influenced your writing style? And how does reading comics make you feel? Well, they've taken me elsewhere. I think that's good drawing. You mean to say they've made your writing a lot more wordy and perhaps more out there in terms of plot, John Wood? Yeah, I would. Stairs of the camera, there's no camera here. And how does reading comics make you feel, John? Makes me feel like a pedestrian in an o- in an open road. 
about to be taken away in a taxi cab to another planet. That's a great answer, John. It really describes the endless possibility and whimsicality of comics. Just doing my job. Yep. What is your favorite part about comics, John? My favorite thing about the comics world is all the advertisements. Just kidding, it's not. I live in a world where comics are really kind of comical. We all live in a world. And now we'll hear from a comic artist, a certain Mr. Josh Buzimo. Now, Josh, what would you say is the most important thing to consider when drawing comics? To make the characters and scenes look real. The most important thing is making your drawing look three-dimensional, making it look solid. In other words, like it's occupying space, the cube, the sphere, and the cylinder. You'll see that every drawing is based on one or more of these three shapes. Obviously, the details of the shapes are modified to suit the artist's desire and the drawing's purpose. What is one technique you would say that is very important for a comics artist? Shading. Gives an object a sense of solidity. Proper shading reinforces the feeling of dimension. And Josh, how do you make a comics character appear admirable or heroic? An important point to remember is to always slightly exaggerate the heroic traits. Ignore or leave out any negative, undramatic qualities. And now, Josh, would you give some advice for the budding artists out there? This drawing process isn't easy, but the more you practice, the easier it will become. Always build your drawing starting with a loose sketch. Use as many lines as you need. Don't try to do a finished drawing. Just loosen up. It's not so hard if you remember that one little word, practice. It's fun to change the rules and be creative, but you have to master the rules first. Open your mind. That's what art is all about. What is the most important part of a comic book, do you think? The cover is probably the single most important page of any comic book. If there's time, the artist will do a number of layouts until one final version is agreed upon. Everything in the picture must work in harmony to produce a whole. And Josh, we know you have a lot more artistic wisdom to bestow upon our listeners, but unfortunately we are out of time for today. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Thank you very much for your input, Mr. Buzimo. And I'm afraid that's all the time we have for today. And now, dear listeners, you all know about what it's like to make comics. In conclusion, comics are a rich and vivid art with many techniques and surprises in its production, both art and writing. We have seen through the eyes of both a reader and a creator. Now go forth and read them, or don't, or draw them. That about wraps it up for now. I'm John Ward Valeri. Signing off with, with, Anna Hines. And we'll see you next time on Myth Butchers. We all live in a world. Comics are just like a distilled snapshot, a microcosm of the human experience. <laughs>